Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have seen, we have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice it. I will tell you why I respond. It's because you are fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching was very, were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. No, the wisdom we speak of the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Here ends reading. Please stand for the gospel. Our holy gospel this morning comes from Matthew chapter 5. Jesus is speaking and he says, you are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. 
like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But everyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator, Jesus, our savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. So we are now about six weeks into our theme for the year, 2020, Focus on Faithfulness. One of the practices that we are encouraging you to establish is a daily vine time. This is a time set aside each day where you dedicate 15, 20 minutes that is uh, dedicated to prayer, scripture reading, or maybe other spiritual practices that help open you and help you to be aware of God's presence in your life. Now, we're calling it vine time because of Jesus' words in John's gospel when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me. So when we spend time with God every day in scripture, in prayer, in reading, and reflecting, what we are doing is that we are abiding in the vine. So over the last few weeks, many of you have picked up a devotional book or Bible from our resource table to help kind of jumpstart your vine time, and I hope it's been going well for you. Remember, you are not striving for perfection. Instead, you are trying to establish a rhythm in your life of regularly sitting with God, opening your heart to how God is speaking and how God is leading you. So I picked up a book from the resource table. It's called Prayer, 40 Days of Practice. It's written by two young faith leaders, Justin McRoberts and uh, Scott Erickson. Frankly, I was drawn to it because it's relatively small, thin, right? I looked through it. It's like really one or two sentences a day to reflect on. I mean, 40 days worth of material right here. It seemed very doable until I hit the second day. And the prayer prompt for the second day was this. May I cease to be annoyed that others are not the way I wish they were since I am not the way I wish I was. May I cease to be annoyed that others are not the way I wish they were, 
since I am not the way I wish I was. Pow! <laughs> I mean, that hit me, humbled me. And I knew God wanted me to sit with that invitation for more than one day. And I, I actually ended up reflecting on it for a whole week, reading it every day, praying about it in my vine time. So I think that actually, rather than a 40-day book, this is actually going to be a 40-week book for me. And that's okay. One of the things I also like about the book is that each daily prayer is accompanied by a very simple piece of artwork that the authors have drawn to add an extra dimension to just the written word. So this past week, my prayer prompt was, may I have the courage to believe that everything I do matters. And that prompt was accompanied by a picture. Now ironically, this is the artwork I was praying on and reflecting on. During the week, I was also preparing a sermon based on Jesus' words in our gospel today, where he says, you are the light of the world. And let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. For me, this picture is a great representation of what Jesus is telling us in this gospel lesson that we are the bringers of God's light out into the world. And we bring that light with our hands and with our feet, with our words and with our lives. Now did you notice that Jesus says you are the light of the world? Not you might be, or you could be, or why aren't you? No, Jesus says you, yes you are, the light of the world. There's no debating, no second guessing, no wondering. You are the light of the world, period. Light. It's who you are commissioned and sent to be through your baptism. In fact, Jesus' words, let your light so shine before others so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven, those words are part of our baptismal liturgy. We say it as we light the candle from the Christ candle that we then present to the newly baptized. We're going to hear those words later today in our service as David and Benjamin Adams are baptized. And we give a candle at baptism as a reminder of our identity to be the bearer of God's light in our daily lives. You are the light of the world. So how do you do that? How do you carry God's light? Well, you might need to think about that for a minute, but I'm guessing all of you could come up with a story or two of a time when you just knew that God's light was being revealed through your life. And I'm also guessing that it wasn't a time when you made headlines it was a time when you did some small faithful act, shining God's love and God's hope for someone who needed to hear about God's love and God's hope. 
Now, I know you have these stories because I witness you faithfully bringing God's light into the world all the time. Let me share a couple of examples of things that have happened recently. This past Thursday, a group of volunteers from Good Shepherd were shining God's light for some homeless families through the Interfaith Hospitality Network. We serve over at the Methodist Church in Madeira. They served up a meal and spent time with these families who are going through such challenging times. Now, one of the families that was there that night had tiny twin babies just a few weeks old. Can you imagine having newborn twins and being homeless? Well, our volunteers took turns holding these precious babies, loving them, giving the mom a much-needed break. They were bringing God's light in such a small but tangible way through this act of love. Light. Always the hardest volunteer slots to fill at IHN is the overnight shift. We need someone to spend the night at the church. And on Thursday, Joseph and Esther Brewer graciously agreed to stay overnight at the church, bringing God's light as they kept watch as the family slept. You are the light of the world. Another example. I don't know if you realize this, but we have had about a funeral a week since the end of December in our church family. It's unusual for us to have so many deaths in such a short period of time. Pastor Pat, God bless her, has offered the light of Christ to these families as she has cared for them. And then as she has preached Christ crucified and risen in the funeral sermons, every single time she has preached God's light into the darkness of death, what a powerful message we have to share with the world but God's light isn't just revealed in the preached word. God's light also shines through our little group of volunteers on the bereavement team who provide food and compassion and hospitality for the families after the funeral. Week after week, the bereavement team has been showing up, stepping in to serve, and whenever I see them in the kitchen, I am so grateful for the way they are faithfully shining God's light for these families weighed down by grief. You are the light of the world. Your hands. A couple of Saturdays ago, a group of Good Shepherd families served side by side at the Sweet Cheeks diaper bank. Together, parents and kids sorted and packaged diapers that are then distributed to food pantries throughout the Cincinnati area. Now, it's hard to believe that God's light is revealed in a diaper, but to a family who's struggling to make ends meet, to a family that may not have enough money for food and diapers. Believe you me, a diaper shines 
God's light. You are the light of the world, Jesus says. I wonder if our families realize that as they served in a diaper ministry, they were carrying the light of Christ. So I tell you these stories as a way to invite you to reflect on how God's light is shining in your life. Probably isn't in a way that's making headlines, but instead is through small faithful actions that you do that reveal God's light and God's love. Now one of the blessings of vine time is that it allows space for God to stir up opportunities in your imagination and in your, um, for you to pay attention to what God is speaking into your life. It helps you to see where God is calling you to be light for the world. Because Jesus didn't say you might be, or you could be, or why aren't you the light of the world? Jesus did say, you are the light of the world. So go and let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.